and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Tusk, known in real life as Adam Chalk. I am here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. It is a Wednesday, so that means that last night we had a WWE NXT episode, and I really enjoyed this episode. Two title matches, a debut, a new match concept, sort of, and a genuinely funny segment that made someone really stand out for me. Still enough silly bollocks in there as well, which is a bit synonymous to the NXT brand over the past year or so. But let's get to the review, shall we? Bron Breaker was in the opening match, defending his NXT Championship versus Von Wagner. Uh, Wagner throws Robert Stone at Bron right at the start of the match and then smashed him with a big boot. Breaker, though, delivers a standing belly-to-belly, which looked great, followed by a Frankensteiner. Uh, Wagner hangs Breaker up on the top rope, um, then works over the arm. He gives him an arm trap scoop slam. Uh, Bron does a delayed vertical suplex a little bit later on, just before we go to a break. After we come back, Wagner throws Braun into the steps and then a chokeslam onto the steps. Rolls him into the ring and pins him but only gets a two count. He then delivers an underhook suplex, throws him into the ring post and hits a backdrop driver for two. They fight on the turnbuckle but then Braun pushes Wagner away and hits a diving clothesline. He runs wild, hits a power slam. He goes for a spear, but Wagner powers him up, catches him, and hits his finisher, which I'm not even sure what it's called. But that gets a two count. Braun gets up, though, pretty much straight away. Counters a second finisher, and then just blasts Von Wagner with a spear for the win. This was really decent. Uh, Easily the best I've seen from Von Wagner who from the neck down looks like a mega star in the making. It's just his face and his expressions that uh, that he makes. It's a bit weird. Braun was awesome as well. And I actually got a vision of both these guys being on the main roster reasonably soon. Probably uh, Braun Breaker a little bit before. After a break... JD McDonough walks up to Braun Breaker and says, You know, you're never going to be done with me. Um, oh dear. Okay. Zoe Starks was then out for a promo. Uh, she talks about turning on Nikki Alliance last week and goes on to blame all us fans, as every WWE heel seems to do after a turn. I'm not going to. Go and recount everything she said, but I do want to say that this was really cringy stuff. Uh, went on way too long. 
Even though I really like her in the ring, she obviously struggles with remembering terribly written lines. I am prepared, I think, to let her heel turn play out. I personally wouldn't have uh, turned her. I think there would have been more mileage in Nikita Lyons maybe turning, but anyway, it's done now. Yeah, not a good segment at all, this. We then have a Chase University segment where Andre Chase asked Duke Hudson why he threw in the towel for him last week. Uh, Duke basically says that he did it so Andre Chase could live another day, fight another day. Fair enough. Uh, Thea Hale Hale, walks in and says Duke's growing on her, basically. So he's infiltrating the Chase University. Not sure what that's going to lead to exactly, but there's obviously something there. Uh, Apollo Crews then confronts Bron Breaker. More on that later. Indus Sher then killed two jobbers. Uh, Almost literally, to be honest, Sanger and Veer were just throwing these two guys into the mat pretty much as hard as they could. Uh, Veer made one of them tag in and then just launches him across the ring, nearly out of the ring, uh, nearly landing on his head. I think they were going for a type of midnight hour at the finish, but Veer pretty much just kicked the guy's head off. Uh, Yeah. I know the way I described it there makes it sound like I didn't like this, but actually... I loved it in a perverse kind of way. They almost went too far at times, though. And at times, they were really reckless. Um, You're not going to see them do this again. But I enjoyed it, especially now that I know the other two guys were okay. Um, But yeah, enjoyable for for what it was. They also cut a god-awful promo afterwards, calling out the Creed Brothers. Then we get the Cree brothers accepting it backstage. JD McDonough versus Apollo Crews was our next match. Uh, some chain wrestling early on, but Crews gets the better of it, showing off his power. He then pulls JD off the apron and just slams him on the announce desk as we go to a break. When we come back, they trade uh, sleeper holds, but JD hits a back suplex. Apollo does a moonsault to the outside. Uh, Cruz is just all over him at this point. Later, he sits him on the top rope, but uh, JD slips out and drives his elbow into the neck of Cruz. He then hits a moonsault of his own to the outside. They then trade roll-ups until JD hits a Spanish fly out of nowhere. There's a big knee counter from Apollo Cruz. But he then gets nailed by a headbutt and then a code red for two. JD then misses a moonsault and Cruz hits a massive spine buster thing. That pretty much gets him the win. This was very good in places, especially in the finishing stretch. Um, But there were times where you could pick out a few mistakes. Or what looked like mistakes anyway. I'm not a fan of JD McDonough, but he is in great form at the moment, having some 
awesome matches, I must say. Um, after the match, Braun Breaker comes to the entranceway and stares down Apollo Crews. I'm really looking forward to that match. I think that would be great. I guess that's going to happen at deadline. Star of this week's show was then up next, and it was Javier Bernal. Uh, he had a backstage segment where he's tired of people overlooking him, and uh, he wants to make a challenge. He calls out Axiom for a match. Uh, but Mackenzie Mitchell says, well, you know, Axiom's injured. He says, uh, fair enough. Well, in that case, I call out Ilya Dragunov. But again, Mackenzie says, well, he's in inju- injured and in Germany. Uh, he goes on to say, yeah, he would probably stay in Germany if I was calling him out. Um, he says, fine, anyone in Gallison. Uh, she again reminds him that they're all suspended. So he blames her for holding him back and then just walks off. Javier Bernal genuinely popped me. He was so funny here. Uh, and it wasn't a robotic comedy monologue that we usually get in these segments. It felt kind of real and something that his character would actually say and do. Uh, brilliant, I thought. And I kind of want him to sort of continue this just for the next couple of weeks calling out people that there's no chance of getting a match with. Uh, really good. I thought he, was, he really stood out to me on this show. Booker T is in the ring to moderate the contract signing between Carmelo Hayes and Wesley. This didn't descend into the usual madness during these contract signing segments, but instead you got another clear indication of what big stars Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams are going to be when they do eventually get caught up I'm convinced it's going to be pretty soon uh, Wesley was decent as well he's not quite on the same level as the other two guys but he'll win the next match against uh, Carmelo Hayes and hopefully that'll be Hayes done in NXT before going to kill it on Raw or Smackdown this segment was fine. Entertaining for what it was. We then got a Dominic Dijakovic video package. Hopefully he does arrive soon. We also get a weird Malik Blade, Idris Sanofi and Odyssey Jones backstage segment where Blade explains why he wears his jumpers that he does. <clears throat> Not sure why we needed that explaining to be honest. There's a lot more happening on this show that I don't understand. A jumper is not one that needs explaining to me. Briggs and Jensen then took on the Diad. Or Diad. I don't even know how you say it. Um, Jensen gets the better of Fowler with a head scissors and a drop kick. A Jagger comes in, but he gets bulldogged. The country knobheads do their baseball slide punch thing. Uh, Fowler then pulls Jensen out of the ring and Jagger does a suicide dive and almost lands on his face on the announce desk. Uh, Briggs comes in with big right hands. A brat breaker uh, takes both of Diad out on the outside. Kiana James then comes out and she gets knocked into the lap of Wanker Boy. Uh, 
Briggs gets distracted and the Dyad hit a double co-breaker for the win. This was crap. And to be honest, everything that Briggs and Jensen are involved in is just awful. Uh, I know they're given awful material, but they don't elevate anything. Um, Maybe they even make it worse, I don't know. I did like the ring gear of the Dyad, though. Uh, they seem to be trying now. Shawn Michaels then announces the King of the Mountain match like it is a brand new concept never seen before. Uh, it does have a different name, I suppose, calling it the Iron Survivor Challenge. One for the men and one for the women. Uh, hopefully they have fully fought the match through. And don't overcomplicate things with the rules. And I am interested to watch it in NXT. Obviously, it was a TNA thing back in the day. Um, it should be interesting. I'm not going to say it's going to be good. It would be interesting. I think the winners become number one contenders as well. So that's fine. Indy Hartwell then took on Tatum Paxley. This was really bad, with some really sloppy work. Uh, the finish came when Hartwell pulled off Paxley's protective mask, and then instead of hitting her in the face, as you would expect, she hit her in the back of the head with an elbow. Uh, as you can tell, I kind of hated this match. It was a mess, and I can't be bothered to talk you through it. Uh, don't bother going to watch it if you haven't already. Scripps then leaves another terrible cryptic voicemail thing. I'm sick of him already, or her, whoever it is. <coughs> uh, in the main event was Mandy Rose defending her NXT Women's Championship against Alba Fire in a last women's standing match. Mandy just runs away early on, but Fire gets her with a suicide dive. She throws the champ around ringside, uh, takes out a few weapons from under the ring, but Mandy slams her on a chair on the outside. She goes for a running knee in the ring, but Fire gets a chair up. She gets Mandy in a half Boston Crab using a wrench or something from under the ring. That was across the knee as we go to a break. We come back and Mandy has the wrench now in Alba Fire's mouth. Fire comes back, hits a tornado DDT. She does a mad dive to the outside, nearly landing straight on her head. Uh, she takes out a ladder but gets herself thrown into it. Later, Mandy's knee gave out on her, so Fire slams her into a trash can. Uh, Mandy Rose comes back and throws fire to the outside throws her off the barricade into the steps and she then dives off the barricade but gets met with a super kick to the face fire hits her with a baseball bat uh, lays her on the announce table table sets up a ladder next to the announce desk as she is on top of the ladder isla dawn from nxt uk shows up Bits something in her face. I don't think that really worked. Then pushes Alba Fire, sending her crashing through the announce table. And that keeps her down for a 10 count. And Mandy Rose wins the match and retains her title. 
I thought this was a great main event. Uh, both women worked their ass off. It was the best that I've seen out of a fire look in ages, I would say. Uh, I really like the debut of Isla Dawn as well. I think that was done well. I think she'll get over quickly with her character, personally. Mandy Rose, you know, she gets a lot of bad press for uh, the character that she portrays, I think, more than anything, being in Toxic Attraction, but I want to put her over. I think she's been really good in the ring recently. Not saying she's, you know, she's not uh, Charlotte Flair or Bailey or Sasha Banks. She's below that level, but for NXT, I think she's been really good. Um, a good champion. I do think she'll probably lose at deadline against whoever that may be. Probably see her back on the main roster after that. Uh, but yeah, I thought she was good here. As I said, then this was an enjoyable show, even if there were some rubbish segments and performances in the middle. But a show bookended by two big title matches and two good matches. But that is your NXT review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Facebook page or on Twitter. I am at AdamChalk8 on there. I will be back tomorrow with the AEW Dynamite review. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time.